This episode of Weed and Grub is brought to you by Skunk Feather. Skunk Feather has been using sustainable cultivation methods, science, and innovation to create potent, flavorful flower and extracts since 2005. You know what it says on the side of this motor breath? What? The Skunk Feather mo- Listen to this. Instructions. Ignite in a manner that provides you the most enjoyment possible. <laughs> How fun is that? Where it's like, Skunk Enjoy. Feather's like, yeah, hey, <laughs> I invite you to make yourself happy do whatever it, makes you happy it's what the world needs right now it's what they tout and that's how i want to live yeah yeah skunk feather products are preciously crafted to ensure maximum retentions of terpenes and flavor all like, the good stuff stays in the good in the good stuff yeah like in uh motor breath it's uh limonene is one of the top ones which is that delicious citrusy terpene and yeah. then there's also caryophylline which is that kind of peppery flavor Ooh. So it makes your palate really dance. Lemon pepper. Yeah, oh, exactly. Get out of town. Who doesn't love lemon pepper? I, I don't know. Yeah. All my friends do. I ask them. <laughs> their 2020 lineup of products pays homage to their home count, county of Santa Cruz, California. Go banana slugs. With, yeah, names like Pleasure Point, Cement Ship, Boardwalk, and those banana slugs. I really like a place, a company like Skunk Feather, yeah. where they are proud of where they're from, and then they incorporate that pride into their products. That's what I. That's what I'm about. Yeah, NorCal pride. It's awesome, and they're artfully creating some of the finest crumbles, sugars, shatters, and distilled oils in the world. Can I also say it's hand trimmed? Yeah, it's a which is huge. It's a big deal. It is. It really is. It's like only the finest care is taken of this like super beautiful product. So go to skunkfeather.com to learn more and follow them on Instagram at skunk underscore feather. Do it. Skunk feather providing you the most enjoyment possible. Check this out. Hello and welcome to Weed and Grub. I've been thinking since um, Archie has been eating like crab shells on the beach and rolling in otter poop and just living like his best Northwest life. Yeah, his little dog Northwest life. Yeah. People should know it's a dog, by the way. Yes. He's such a little bear on the beach. He's a beach bear. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, I've been thinking like, what would it be like if I like just ate shit off the ground and covered myself in... <laughs> animal poo like, like if you switched brains with a dog for a day yeah or or i guess more like what do you want to smell like so much that you would roll in it oh that's a huge good question for a human being right yeah like what do you want to bathe your entire body in so that it permeates every pore and then you just walk around whiffing it all day <laughs> yeah like my first instinct on that is so funny because i want to make joke answers like alfredo sauce and stuff but if i really think about it mm-hmm. I don't mean that. Yeah, you don't want to smell like ranch all day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. That's a good question to find some truth in. Yeah. Do you have an answer for yourself? I don't. I mean, I think the obvious ones are like, you know, all the perfumey, like a lavender or, you know, the kind of the board or like truffle salt or something. Right. I don't know. They're all food related for me, but I don't think I want to smell like them as much as I enjoy when I get a whiff. Like mm-hmm. when you walk up to the barbecue restaurant or a Mrs. Fields and the cookies are being made. That's so fun, but oh. I don't want to walk around smelling like a Mrs. Field cookie. You wouldn't? All day. I don't think so. 
Yeah. And like when I've <laughs> when I've been so drunk that I spill my drink on myself, I don't want to smell like beer either, even though I love beer. Yeah. I don't want to smell like weed because that's a hassle because uh, motherfucking Popo is going to make that problematic. Yeah, people give you the fucking side eye and mm-hmm. get all judgy about that shit. Right. And I usually smell like it anyway, but if <laughs> I but I don't want to roll around in weed. Yeah, I mean, some of those terps are fucking great, but like the overall sort of like lasting, lingering scent of weed is... Pussy? I was going to say, listen, I think that the briny kind of oystery like scent of like fresh salt air that can be kind of akin to that as well would be a wonderful way to smell all day long. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's the best. Like there's a salt spray that you can buy to make your hair look beachy. Really? And it's just like, yeah, it's just kind of salty. And it is kind of that like lightly oystery scent that I don't know. So then really you and Archie would be rolling on the beach together. Him in a pile of shit and you in the... And me and just the surf. In the surf. Yeah, I guess I would just want to roll around in the surf and smell like kind of like the sea. Yeah. That's your smell. Mm Mm-hmm. That's so good. (laughs) That's really nice. Yeah. Or like fresh hay, you know, when Archie runs through a grassy field and then he like smells all like sweet grass. That's pretty good, too. I don't like the otter poo. Right. Not a fan of him smelling like. Sorry, I'm just really racking my brain to come up with one. (laughs) It's important. What do you want to smell like for other people to get up on you? Well, I'm trying to put myself in other people's shoes now Mm. because I'm like, what do you want me to smell like? You know, right? What do you want someone else to smell like? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you don't want your friend to smell like pussy that's why i didn't that's why i was like i don't think i do that's why yeah exactly dang what up joel damn dude all over your body okay can we hug one more time before i go just one more time yeah yeah no that awkward no (laughs) that's it yeah you've got your put you've got to put yourself in other people's smells Mm. to really decide what you want yours to be right well fucking said (laughs) (laughs) um uh, boy it's tough Hmm. it's tough um well what up mary jane how's it going mike (laughs) it's good i'm stalling but welcome to weed and grow everybody this is a podcast about comedy cannabis culture cooking calling shit out and, and, and you know, casting your smell. What you want to be rank with. <laughs> I, um, I'm currently enjoying, there's a pot of curry bubbling kind of right behind me. Yeah. So I don't know if anyone can hear that on the pod, but I'm enjoying that aroma. It is nice. Yeah. I think I prefer the bubble sound to the aroma of the curry. Like, oh. a, like a bubbling pot, the sound of that. If I could walk around with a sound to my step, like if we could um, Michael Winslow my step. Okay. I would want the sound of a bubbling pot for each of my steps. Who who is Michael Winslow? Oh, okay. Um, He was a sound effect genius from the Police Academy movies. Um, You know, like that dude? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he played a cop who was great at sound effects. Really, he he is a sound effect master who played a cop on Police Academy. Okay. Yeah. So he he could make you sound like a bubbling pot as you walked? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Damn, I can't let go of what I want my smell to be. I also feel like you just low-key nagged my curry by saying that you like the way it sounds, but not the way it smells. <laughs> Excuse me? Oh, yeah, that's kind of true. Um, It smells delicious, for the record. It does smell great. I would definitely not want to smell like curry all the time. Holy shit. Oh, what? Interrupting you. Let's hear it. What Would you enjoy me if I smelled like garlic and onions sizzling in oil all the time oh man 
it's so hard because that lingering scent attached to someone's body when it's old like i used to work in restaurants like you come home and you just smell like the restaurant it's never great when it's old but in the moment if you smelled like hot garlic hitting the pan yeah all day long all day long yep but you wouldn't want to kick it with me all night like sitting around a circular table at applebee's sharing nachos yeah as the smell slowly sort of like aged yeah that's the thing if it's too hot too fast you can't sit in it yeah yeah like mm. i don't know yeah, I don't know con- about that, but yeah, it, if you smelled like hot garlic and like, you know, sizzling caramelized onions in the pan all the time, like fresh garlic bread out of the oven. Vanilla cake? Cloying, like a Yankee candle. <laughs> Never liked those things. My favorite scent, like I do actually like the terps, pine yeah. and lemon, all of those things that are in weed, like, you know, the the kind of like the peppery, the lemony, the piney, the lavendery, all those things. I think really what I'm learning about the difference between your fucking dog and what you like uh-huh. is he he likes animals like punch you in the face like i'm gonna piss on a tree and mark it as mine like yeah. they like aggressive big bold like everything is an 11 for them because they're such happy insane animals mm-hmm. but for us we love a nuance we love like a light undercurrent of something that can be there at all the at all times so that you can tolerate it at all times and everything for them is brand new because I don't even know if they have a memory or not. So it's like, <laughs> so like the opportunity to smell like that is like an important moment. Well, you know, they also smell in 3D. Like they smell like we see. So when a dog smells, he's actually smelling the story of who was there, how long ago they were there, where they went after that. So they're seeing the whole story in their little brains and they do have memories. Right? So yeah. wait, so if, if, so you could never cheat on a dog. If uh, you were in a relationship with a dog, you wow. could never come home from work. No, they're all poly, man. You think they're poly? Totally. Oh, I think so too. Yeah, You're dogs right. are all poly. <laughs> <laughs> no monog- mono- monoga dogs. <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> monoga dogs are really funny. <laughs> I mean, you want to get to some news this oh, week? And yeah. then um, while I keep, I mean, this is what this episode is about for me. This finding my smell. Just having a, yeah, figuring it out. I know you're going to get there. Yeah. What do you think about a donut? Like a, Because I'm Glazer? Like a freshly cooked, a freshly boiled See, again, donut. The excitement of a fresh Krispy Kreme neon sign blinking when you're pulling up to it a little bit high, a lot of bit hungry yeah. is such a treat. But if I smelled that sign every day, I don't know that I'd want to rock with it as much. Right. And old donuts are just, yeah, it's 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 about how they age. It's about how everything, like, that's the thing with, like, all the classic perfumes, like ambergris and all of those things, like, they, they can hold. I mean, you can have a perfume and open a bottle a hundred years later, and it'll still smell amazing and aromatic. So it's, like, those, like, stable scents that just hold instead of getting nasty. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. This is a, this is the hardest question I've ever had. We, wow, had been asked. Okay, man. Huh? How about an ice rink? Would you want to smell like an ice rink? Ooh, you know that scent. Yeah, like the metal, that has the such nostalgia for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I loved how my hands smelled in my gear. I used to love the mm. way guys mm. smelled after they skated. Like it was just so like the the smell of the swimming pool and the ice rink for me. Like water polo, and then I never played hockey, but I used to go and hang out at the ice rink and like do a little bit of skating in Newfoundland. Like those two smells for me were always associated with like crushing on cute boys. There it is. Yeah. A yeah. Sw- like I think that's my favorite personal of me myself smell mm-hmm. is uh, is sweaty after some 
sweatiness after something smell. Yeah. That's my favorite how I smell time. Nice. Yeah, I like my sweat. Yeah. A lot, and it tastes good too. <laughs> okay, let's get to the Grubla Gazette. Okay. <laughs> The Grubla Gazette, our news story this week is coming from weedweek.net. It's about weed vending machines. And the story is, uh, will weed vending machines ever catch on? Did you look at this story? I did look at the story. There's a lot of interesting points brought up by the people in power in places where cannabis is illegal. They're saying some bullshit. They're saying some fucking crazy shit. Like paranoid legislators are most of the fucking problem with everything in the goddamn world. But right. with this particular thing, so weed vending machines have been around for a while. And there's a company called Easy Weed that was making the rounds a few years ago with state Why wouldn't they be called Wheezy? Wheezied? Wheezy. What? It's a better name. Wheezy like on the Jeffersons? Or like Lil Wayne. Oh. <laughs> Oh my God! Generational divide. <laughs> I didn't know Lil Wayne was called Wheezy. Oh yeah, Wheezy. No, yeah, I grew up watching the Jeffersons, and um, his wife is named Louise, and he called her Wheezy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just think Easy wow. Weed should be called Wheezy. It's a better name. Okay. So if I was a legislator, I'd be like, I love the idea. You're changing your name. change the name to Wheezy. <laughs> anyway. Okay, got it. So anyway, they um have these like vending machines that they created and they developed this fingerprint technology that they were touting. So, you know, like obviously to check your ID and then your fingerprint to make sure you are who you say you are and that you're 21 and all that kind of stuff. So you're purchasing legally from this machine. But I guess a bunch of lawmakers were asking um, the company, the director of operations is quoted in this article as saying, uh, three different lawmakers asked us, what if someone cuts off someone's finger and uses that? To buy weed. To fucking buy. Like, nobody's cutting off anyone's finger to buy weed, first off. And secondly, like... Yeah, they're already on, what is it, croc? Cro- oh, cro- uh, crocodile? Yeah. That shit's crazy. Yeah, they're already on that, or whatever that other uh, fake... Any of them. ...synthetic drug is that, yeah. Yeah, any of the ones that make you crazy. Uh, not weed. So they, but the, so they were like, okay, we'll listen to your insane fucking rantings about people cutting off fingers to get weed. So they developed a technology that now reads the veins that actually pulse under the fingertip. So meaning like everyone's blood vessels like are unique, just like fingerprints. So it reads your blood vessels like it would read your fingerprint, but you have to be alive. Like the person attached to the finger has to be alive in order to use this fingerprint. <laughs> so... <laughs> Anyway, that's just the first part of the story. It's kind of neat. Like they go through the early failures facing the vending machine businesses. And one part of it is that like they just didn't do what they were supposed to do, which was make anything easier. Right. And I think the thing the thing about this article for me that's very interesting is one, a vending machine company is low key actually a science company. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of did you ever see Michael Keaton in the McDonald's movie uh-uh. where he's sitting across the from BJ in the McDonald's movie with Ray Kroc? Oh, Keaton plays Ray Kroc? The origins. Yes, yes. Yes. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Not I know what you're talking about. I'm sorry to interrupt. Mick you. Mick Michael Keaton. It's like I don't the know. The big something or the the story, the owner, the origin, the source, the place, the M's, the arches. I think that's the name. Something. Yeah, it was a lot of commas. Yeah. And a, yeah. <laughs> Great memorable movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the cool thing about it was when BJ Novak as a lawyer is sitting across from Michael Keaton and goes, "You're not in the burger business. You're in the real estate business where it's like you're you're not going to make any money taking a percentage of every burger sold. You need to buy the land and lease the land yeah. and take a percentage. You're a real estate like mogul. Yeah. Excuse me, I'm going to burp. And so it just makes me think about this vending machine, weed vending machine company, who's like low key making incredible science discoveries 
Yeah. When all they want to do is like have a pack of J's roll down like Cool Ranch Doritos into a tray so that you can go about your business. Yeah, like just go into the store and buy that from the person. You don't need this complicated machinery. That's totally right. It's like TikTok is actually being developed for AI. It has nothing to do with like finger tutting or whatever the fuck. Like exactly. all of these things are being developed. Like if I was that company, I would be like secretly in the personal data selling business okay where i would take all these fingerprints and i would take that age and that demographic and that type of person who's buying in that area Mm -hmm. and learn about their wealth distribution and sell i would sell data through fingerprints through that i don't give a fuck about the weed i care about like the idea of what that area has and Mm -hmm. how we can make money in there and what people would buy like that's the business it sounds like they're in it certainly does i mean these things are crazy they read the veins that are pulsing under your fingertip it's nuts it is nuts and on the flip of it they don't work (laughs) (laughs) it's like super expensive busted ass technology that actually doesn't fucking function any better than a person right who is a bud tender who knows about weed who can check your id and then be like let me recommend this super silver haze i think you're really gonna like it exactly and not to timestamp this but in the middle of a pandemic an idea like this would make sense absolutely to have a no contact delivery system but Come on. Come on, guys. <laughs> we can all wear masks and social distance and safely sell each other weed in just regular stores, I think. It's like Theranos. Yes. You know that whole thing with the um, Elizabeth Holmes blood testing thing that, like, she actually got thousands of machines put into Walgreens before her entire, like, billion-dollar empire crumbled under the weight of her total lies and facade that she had developed any fucking technology that worked. Exactly. It's a crazy story. You have to watch it. What is that one called? The author. The owner. The blood draw. The person. Pills. The woman. Holding. The, the wannabe Steve Jobs. I can't remember <laughs> the way. But same thing. Like, why would you develop this super expensive technology? Have you ever bought anything from a weed dispensing machine, though? I've... The only... My favorite vending machine is not a weed one. I've never used a weed one. Okay. Well, what's your favorite vending machine? It's uh, for a cupcake. Okay. Sprinkles Cupcakes has vending machines at, like, malls and fun areas across California. And you can buy a cupcake from, like a fresh cupcake from a vending machine and it's awesome does it just like you get to choose your flavor and mm-hmm. and it frosts it up and you know however oh. however it works i don't really want it i don't i don't know but they taste fresh and sprinkles is some of the best cupcakes in the game wow. and so it's a fun vend that is basically a weed vending machine <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> they where should. you go when you're high <laughs> man that's the thing I, i'll like to come back to what you're about to say in a second the, as soon as like Nestle and Twix gets a hold of the weed game and it's like you can buy a fucking double Twix bar, an eighth, and yeah, it's it. It's over. Yeah. Oh man. Cause like right now Cheez It has that box of wine attached to a family size box of Cheez Its. Oh my God. For game night. Yeah. And it's like shit, dude. That's the best idea I've ever seen. That is pandemic fucking brilliance. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Three liters of wine and a fucking like five pounds of Cheez Its. Five pounds of Cheez Its <laughs> and that and Scrabble. That's mm-hmm. all you need. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, have you used a weed vending machine? I haven't used a weed vending machine. I think I've seen a couple. There was a company called Dixie Elixirs that I think was trying to use vending machines maybe in some California dispensaries for a while. It was like a soda pop vending machine. I think I didn't buy <laughs> didn't use them though so I don't know why I'm talking about it I did get my um, medical card from a vending machine weirdly or like a remote like a kiosk basically mm. 
not a vending machine, but I used a kiosk right when I moved to California in 2016 to get a medical card. And it was wild because I didn't see a doctor. Well, how does that, yeah, what, do you fill out a touch form online and then it just kind of reads the form, checks your ID to make sure you're real and kicks out a card? It was crazy. Like it took all of my information and I had to plug a bunch of stuff in and then it sent all my info to a doctor who I didn't ever speak to, but I was issued a medical card and um, it was like an official looking thing. It was a, it was a wreck Unreal. that I used at dispensaries. <clears throat> yeah. It's so fucking crazy. The amount of hoops we have to jump through for federal legalization, for people to get out of fucking prison, for all of this. And at the end of the day, you walked up to a kiosk that may as well have been cargo shorts with a mainframe and it was like here you go don't worry about it we got you isn't it fucking crazy it's crazy the other time i got my wreck i went into an office with a guy who was just like yeah a retired doctor who's clearly like you know (laughs) just doing it for maybe fun i don't even know but there were very few real questions were asked of me you know what i mean yeah and that feels like yeah for and there are fucking people in jail for this shit like that's a little infuriating, right? It is. Well, on the vending machine tip, the fun thing about one that actually works and isn't nefarious, like I said this one is, even though I have no proof of that, and mm-hmm. I have no idea if it is, I was just talking out of my ass, is that the 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 uh, the weed that gets stuck. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that eighth, it's like, <laughs> you're like, oh, no, and you You'd totally be the one with your arm up there. Yeah, stuck, yeah. Stuck overnight. I can just see it. <laughs> oh, see shit. It That's so funny to picture. Yeah, you just get stuck in it. <laughs> that, that would be crazy, though. Man, like, the, I feel like a, a, a legit weed vending machine next to a, weed, a vending machine where you could get... Um, do they ever... Is there such a thing as a high-end vending machine? Because you know what I was craving the other day? What? I was craving like two Milano cookies just to hit the spot after a sandwich. And boy, oh boy, I wish that there was a kind of a high end but middle of the road vending machine that could give you those sweet treats that you wouldn't always, you don't always think about. But when you see them, you're like, fuck, man, that's a nice treat. Okay, this is awesome because I think especially now more than ever in the area of COVID-19, these might actually make a comeback. Do you know what an automat is? No. Have you ever heard of a fucking automat? They were crazy. I think they were in the 50s, maybe. And they were automated. They were sort of like um, cafeterias where you would go in and you would choose just from like glass chambers and you could like pay for your slice of pie and then open the door. And it was very futuristic at the time. And they have them in other countries. Like I don't think, I don't know of any that exist in the US anymore, but they're definitely like in Japan and yeah, that's so like that. neat. And you just go in and you pay and then you lift the little flap and you take it. You're like piece of pie or your sandwich or whatever it is. Yeah. And they're like entire stores that are automated and then they're just replenished from the back. So the workers are never really interacting with the customers. Incredible. Yeah. I love that. So I feel like you could ring up your two Milano cookies and they would put them in a little window and then you, you know. Go on the way. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like that big an idea, but when you think about it, you're like, yeah, that's exactly how everything should fucking be right now. I love that more than I love the idea of a vending machine because it also means human beings are at work. Yes. Like there's job creation. (laughs) It's not all robots. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, geez, you know, should I, how deep do you want to go into why I think... Donald Trump is letting us die so that Amazon and robots can take over for the middle class. Should we go there or okay. should we move on? Well, don't fucking let the USPS fucking fail because how else is anyone going to mail weed to anyone? Like, we all need to know that America, America's weed smokers, 
they use the postal system. And yes, it is a federal crime. And yes, you shouldn't be doing it because it is illegal. But also everybody fucking does it. Like who doesn't mail their friend a pack of edibles when they're like, oh shit, you fell down a flight of stairs and you need some like gummies so that you can like rest up and feel better. Right. Let me mail you some. I'm not fucking trafficking anything. I just want to help you out. And you're in a place where you can't get them. Maybe I, who have access to them, will use the USPS to send them to you. And the USPS, unlike UPS and FedEx, um, need a warrant to open your mail. Really? Yeah. UPS and FedEx are private, so they don't need any warrant to open your mail because once you hand it over to them, you basically entered a contract with them where they can like do whatever with your package. No shit. Mm Mm-hmm. But the USPS is like, a, it's it's huge. Like if that goes down, there are going to be like a lot of weed smokers around America who are going to be like, oh, wait. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> I had no idea. Well, also, it's just very important for every other fucking reason. I mean, I shouldn't make that our, our yeah. lead, but. Yeah, but we are. I mean, our, it's called weed and grow. <laughs> you know, you got to yeah, How are we going to mail weed and snacks to each other? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Also, like medications and voting, you know, very important things that, you know, happen through mail transactions. But true word, Mm -hmm. I've given and I've received, maybe. Okay, perhaps. Perhaps. Allegedly. Exactly. Good points all around. Damn. What what were you going to shout about, though? I kind of interrupted a diatribe, I feel like. Oh, I think I've talked about it on here before. Okay. Uh, It's it's the kind of thing that is um, in line with... This weed vending machine, low-key, being a way to sell personal data and, um, and and information about time, place, and people in that area to companies so that they can gentrify, overhaul, and take over every single section of the world. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same idea. Heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the kind of thing where um, if you're smoking weed with me, your eyes will glaze over, and every so often you'll hear me take a breath, and you can just slide in a, uh-huh. <laughs> that's how those conversations normally go because then i'm like and then and then it's like uh-huh so yeah i mean yeah. that's one of the best things about it though is like questioning everything you know when you smoke a joint and you're like well what if this is actually a you know crazy thing that something that someone is trying to do it's great to question all the authority it's so great but it also i don't know but then buying into the conspiracy theories right is where i think that's the crazy. problem right yeah and you're like well let's just look at what the facts and the science support and that's mostly not conspiracy theories it's not it's it's like oh oh math is real (laughs) all right i guess that's it (laughs) oh word we can actually prove the earth is round cool i'm gonna listen to those guys (laughs) oh wait galileo did it a super fucking long time ago there's oh and he was in prison for heresy okay cool i'm not gonna listen to you fucking flat earther crazies there was a tweet i saw the other day i can't remember who it was from but they tweeted like does a flat earther see a beach ball and they're like oh cool a frisbee (laughs) (laughs) fucking great that's great that's just funny as hell oh yeah it's fucking great yeah yeah speaking of uh uh frisbees yes we are like kind of doing solo sports yes and solo things like camping Mm -hmm. and i the other night was chilling around the campfire or what is it called? Is it called a campfire if it's in front of a home? Or is that just a fire fire? It's a it's a location-based name. That's what a campfire is, is a location-based name. Oh, okay. Right? Sure. Because it's the activity of camping that makes the fire... A campfire. A, a campfire. Yes. So what's a what's a fire in front of a home uh, besides home a problem? Home fire? <laughs> a house fire? A house fire. <laughs> a yard fire? Hey, we're having a house fire. Come over. Yeah, Wait, what? What? No. <laughs> 
Um, a house uh, fire. That's kind of funny. <laughs> a home fire. Keep the home fires burning. A home fire is inside the home in like a safe, you know, hearth fireplace mm. situation. Keep the home fires burning. That's me. Like stoke the hearth because I'm coming home. A, ho- a, a fire outside your home like the one that we were at the other night in a fire pit would be a bonfire garden fire a garden fire i like what else that sounds insane that's crazy (laughs) a front yard fire is too many words it's not it's too clunky it doesn't have the smoothness you need in the name Mm -mm. yard fire garden the problem is the word fire Mm. it's not normalized we need to normalize the word fire for other locations yeah how about a um a uh, home blaze I don't like any of this. I don't like any I'm of not it. Not coming up with anything good. Anyway, what happened? You were sitting around a fire? Oh, well, okay. Before we get into that, like we should take a second to talk about because um one of the things that my goal is with camping is we're going to take maybe the Da Vinci with us. Are we going to go camping? Yeah. Are we going to take a night of um stargazing and yep. and breathing around near rocks? Yep. Man, that's going to be nice. There's going to be water involved. I have a spot for us to go where we can um even go swimming maybe and collect oysters on the beach and it's going to be freaking perfect with the da vinci yeah put a pin in that oyster stuff let's talk about the da vinci for a second okay this episode of weed and grub is sponsored by da vinci the only cannabis vaporizer that is built with a sealed zirconia and glass vapor pathway it's so sweet and it comes with an app that you can use on your phone so you can control everything from your phone for perfect smoke Every vape every single time. Yep, and dosage, so you can sort of dial in your percentage of THC and CBD, and then use your app to control your dosage, and it'll sort of let you know when you've had a certain amount. It's fantastic, and none of your vapor ever touches any metals or plastics, so it's like super smooth, pure, elegant. I would say because ah. I, I I'm into the intricate, elegant design of the Da Vinci. It mm-hmm. makes everything easy, and it takes away the guessing of the high I'm gonna have. I like products I can trust. It is. It's an elegant tech experience. And it's also so flavorful. You can use it with flour or extract or both. And you, there's an airflow um, dial so you can control it for like denser or more air, air-filled air hits, I guess you want to say. And um, The idea is to play. Like yeah. I think like I, everything I just heard when you said that, yeah. I also heard, oh, I can like play around. You can like dial in your experience. Yeah. Like it's fun to see what your flow is. Like yeah. find my flow. Find your flow. Find exactly. your flow with Da Vinci. It's, Yo, we're on fire today. <laughs> da Vinci has been featured in Forbes, Esquire, and the IQ2, even won the Best Product Award at Spanibus, which I so want to go to in Barcelona. Yeah. Hopefully it's happening next year. Um, so we've been using the IQ2, and it's super easy to load, clean, carry around. It comes with a 10-year warranty, and our listeners get a 10% um, off discount with their order code GRUB at checkout. Yeah, use order code order code order code. Use Gruderbird <laughs> GRUB at checkout. <laughs> A couple people already have, which is dope, and I, I'm excited to hear how they like it as well. Yeah, go to DaVinciVaporizer.com and enter the code GRUB at checkout and follow them on IG and tag us when you get your own. Damn right. Yeah. Yeah. So oysters. Yes. Fresh. Back to the oysters. Pull them up. How do you, they wash up on the beach and then you can collect them, clean them, put them in a pot over a campfire? You have to wade into the water to collect them and they're just sort of there off the, right off the beach and then you can just eat them on the beach. Like you shuck them and eat them just on the half shell. Whoa. That's some Anthony Bourdain shit right there. Yeah. And we um, 
have like yeah i know the exact spot and i really want to go soon yeah don't say it on here because then there will be people around and i'm not feeling being around people right now it's yeah this is very far away from people damn i'm excited okay yeah so i uh, on that tip yep when we were sitting around the the house fire oh my god (laughs) the other night i was looking around at how um how can I can I talk a little bit about your family and friends and yeah. stuff? Is that okay on here? Yeah. Cool. Because I was looking around at um, everybody around the fire, and each of them have such a specific, awesome set of skills that I don't have. Like, um, I don't want to say anyone by name unless sure. you allow it. <laughs> it's not up to me, but no, let's, yeah, okay. we'll just... Like, some of them are just, like, great with their hands and great in mechanics. Other ones are just, like, great at farming and hunting. And, and I was just kind of like, man, this is my, like, uh, if I was building my own Avengers team of campers, okay. they would be in my squad because my idea of camping is a Holiday Inn that is a little bit far away from Denny's, so you've got to drive. <laughs> they are totally the survival squad. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, well, I will say, we were at Margie and Al's house, and they um, have the most incredible garden. They have a root cellar. They'll, they're, like, just doing all of this amazing stuff. And when you go over there, you're like, oh, this is where I want to be when anything goes wrong. Because you can just teach me how to grow things and live off the land. It's, it's fucking amazing. Like, yeah. they have gorgeous like berries and gardens full of vegetables and so who would you be on your avengers camping team what's your what's your camp squad my camp squad um well i definitely want someone who knows how to forage um and then i want someone who can hunt and someone who can help me um build things <laughs> like i want I a know. tech geek too oh on your on my yeah, I want camping oh, squad. Not not tech geek, but I want the I want the gearhead. I want the person who oh, you're gonna love this tent. It cost me ten thousand dollars, but it's Kevlar. Oh, it's no. made of Kevlar, no. and I have a satellite here that points out the constellation. <laughs> and yeah, I love like techy geary kind of stuff. So I want the person who has the buck knife that also doubles as a flamethrower. I definitely I hear you on that. I definitely want the navigator who can use a sextant and figure out where we are by looking at the north star and like you know. Is that when they the pull horizon. their dick out and they're like, "Follow me"? No. What? What's a sextant? A sextant. You lunatic. A sextant? <laughs> Where they pull their dick out and they're like, I think there's water over here. No. <laughs> and I'm not giving so it to you. To <laughs> okay. Damn that's it. That's not what a sextant is. But, um, <laughs> and I'm not even going to tell you what a sextant is now. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> making dude jokes about dicks. Okay, that's, yeah. Um, yeah, so... No, I don't want someone who tells me to look at his dick and try and lead me into the forest on my uh, camping squad. Don't would... put it that way. That's not my joke. <laughs> That's not my joke at all. Sounds like a sexual harasser to me. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That's a good squad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mine is that guy. <laughs> I also would love someone who can. Um, like do the cool things, you know, like how there there's like like wood folks who can like tickle trout and like yes. talk to creatures and yes. you know like just know where things are up in trees that you would never see unless you were with that person, like a wood witch. Oh, I would want a wood witch. You know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know any of those people except you. When we go on a walk, you always maybe it's because you look around, but you always <laughs> seem to notice nature. 
Thanks. I, I, I would love to be a wood witch in training. I have some friends who I think are very wood witchy. And yeah. I that person, to- when you see a deer, it comes up to you just to check things out. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's a cosmic energy of safety and understanding there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Or it's size and you have to like stomp you to death. Yeah, but not if you're a wood witch. If you're a wood witch, yeah. it, it, it's, it's, it's like when Ace Ventura unlocks his apartment. Right. And, exactly. And then the landlord leaves. Can we can we talk about that owl we saw the other night that flew onto the post and was looking at you again? I, maybe I'm a bit of a woodwitch. Maybe you are. I mean, yeah. those whales showed up and that owl showed up. Yeah. So Animals and babies love me. Interesting. They do. I don't know what it is, but a baby will always like smile and come over to want to hold my hand yeah. and stuff. And yeah, animals seem to dig me as well. Maybe it's because you're always like kind of mellow. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're chill. And they can just feel like you're not going to like stress them out by being weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, weird, but like fun weird. You I know? feel you. I feel yeah. you. Hmm. Maybe. Um, Can we talk about the, our fun weird thing that we were talking about on the beach the other day on here? Oh. Y- mm. <laughs> not yet? No, it's okay. Why? Do you mind if I, if I just, I just have to be a little. So I wore some khaki shorts to a house and went to the bathroom mm-hmm. this the second half of this episode is like mad dick heavy i listen i'm all i'm all about this part okay <laughs> <laughs> damn your sexton joke i'm into this i'm into this because i want you to just carry on i'm not gonna interrupt so i was at a i was at a home the other day and i was wearing khaki shorts and I went to uh, pee, and when I put my your penis penis, I I was I almost said <laughs> I like, wang, and I was like <laughs> wang. It's like I've shamed you into like you're like now I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so I just put my dick back, but I got a little drip mm. because of the the intake of my dick back into my pants i got a little extra i got i got snapback drip (laughs) of my pee on my khakis and everyone knew i was in the bathroom and you're and so i my only option was either to splash water on my pants and make a joke when i walk out like whoa powerful sink Mm -hmm. or to let the pee drip dry Mm -hmm. or just walk out like i don't care but everyone will know that i have a drip on my khakis right and so i just stayed in the bathroom an absurdly long time and then i panicked because i was like oh no everyone's thinking i'm taking a poop at this public home and i'm gonna come out there and they're gonna be like is it gonna smell like yeah, who that does was that like, nobody, yeah who, that would who be insane poops at public homes nobody oh man no reasonable people nobody one time i i did have to take a poop at a party oh and that was an I, I was in a nightmare, man. You want to talk about, like, what are your three wishes, Jeannie? One of them is, like, never having to take a shit at a party ever again. Heard. Wish one. Yeah. The worst. Yeah. yeah, you got a corn load before every road trip and every party. Make sure you get that corn loading yeah. done so you don't, yeah, pooping at a party. This is just a freaking nightmare. Uh, nightmare. Yeah. So, anyway, long story longer. Um, I got a drip of pee on my khakis and hung out in the bathroom way too long at these people's houses. And then it was funny because then I got to come back out and explain that I wasn't pooping. I was just in there because I got a drip on my khakis and I wanted it to dry. But then on, we were on the beach the other day uh-huh. and we had a great idea for a new invention. The drip tip. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so pleasing to me because I feel like there are no male 
hygiene products that exist like you know women get marketed to you know we pay fucking what's quote unquote a luxury tax on our feminine hygiene products aka tampons and sanitary pads and stuff we actually it's a being a woman tax that you pay it's a fucking tax that's also on like luxury items like cars and shit like it's not like if if men had to pay for sanitary hygiene products you can bet your fucking bottom dollar there wouldn't be a luxury tax on any of these things and the drip tip just tickled me so much because i was like yeah that men should have like a, a a sanitary hygiene product the drip tip would just be like one of those little round like um almost like a blotter of acid size piece of toilet paper yeah like something that you would put on your chin when you cut yourself shaving yeah and it would just be like a little dispenser in the bathroom and you could just like reach your finger out and put a little drip tip on it and then just put a little cap on your little on your (laughs) on your dick on the tip of your yeah so it doesn't drip on your pants when you're putting it away a drip tip i think it's the funniest idea in the world i cannot believe it doesn't exist i'm sure somewhere in the world this has been like someone has come up with this they've tried to market this i think we should come out with a line of wg drip tips Please, you know, different yeah. colors, different styles. Feel different sizes. feel safe wearing khakis in public. Yeah, truly. Feel good wearing booty shorts at that rave. Like you, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Put put your drip tip on. Put your drip tip on. I love it because yeah. especially when we dove into it, one, I would use it every time because it's just I'm already holding my dick. So <laughs> the idea of me getting a a piece of drip tip to right. take care of the final part of using the bathroom and then all i mean it's a fear-based economy so (laughs) you know fucking let's let's ease some fears and then you can customize them you can get glittery drip tips would be real fun you could get the one that we talked about you could have a couple googly eye drip tips because that's always a good time put two of them on there just for a laugh (laughs) i would be endlessly amused if i ended up hooking up with someone who had googly eyes it would be so fun to like take their boxers down what an icebreaker like can you just imagine that everything's going to be better after that i would just be like so delighted and then also it would be a great way to sort of like separate the wheat from a chaff from the chaff because if you were you know if you were one of the googly eye wearers and you got together with someone who was like horrified by your googly eyes you'd be like oh i don't want to actually have sex with you Mm -hmm. if you're repelled by my use of googly eyes to break the ice in this very fun moment that's 100 percent true right yeah yeah i love these drip tips especially when you could do them in the stalls or like if it was like one of those trough urinals at some places that yeah. where you just like pee on a bunch of ice around a bunch of other men. Gross. And then, but uh, gross, but also, you know, like I like the idea of you walking away and somebody being like, hey, you forgot your you drip. forgot to drip tip. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the becomes like a part of washing your hands. Yeah. Yeah. I love it so much. I love the like idea of, you know, using fancy uh, hands-free technology where you could just like put your finger under the dispenser and it would dispense a drip tip and then, you know, you pop it on and off you go. The other part of it, Jesus Christ, Mary Jane, (laughs) it's a tour. The other part of it is one, you can have them be scented. Oh. How great is that? What do you want your drip tip to smell like? It will come right back around. (laughs) I say pine. Pine. Yeah. I think so. Minty pine, pine, especially because Mm -hmm. if you are going to be with a partner that night, um, you know, you you might be a little sweaty down there, which I think smells great, but also like a fun little waff of pine is good. And I do feel like, I don't know the toilet paper industry, but I have to imagine there's a lot of waste and there's a lot of like toilet paper rolls that are not up to the standard of the factory to be put in a package. Mm-hmm. So just take those and recycle them into a uh, drip tip paper. Yep. Toilet paper scraps, recycled, put our name on them. 
make them available to have companies slap their logo on them for conferences. And you could be like Merck Phillips, you know, at a pharmaceutical conference. We've sponsored the drip tips. Yeah. And I, everyone's got a little MP. <laughs> I love that. What if it's in like gift bags? I think that's such a rad gift bag I, gift. Yeah. I think it's, I walked by a bin of um, groups of like bags of masks tonight mm-hmm. when I was shopping for groceries. And I was like, oh, I should just grab some of those. I would totally like grab a bag of drip tips to like throw in a fucking party favorite bag. That's great. I, what do women's bathrooms look like when it comes to um it, like, like in there's the like, club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh the best bathrooms that I ever went to were like at super fucking cool nightclubs in New York and it was great because there would be an attendant who you would tip and then she would give you your choice of like what kind of, you know, she'd usually be waiting for you with like a nice kind of hand towel and then there was always um, some like really nice lotions and there would be some breath freshener and mouthwash and hairspray and maybe some like body glitter or something, which I never use. Like you never want to share any of the cosmetic stuff, but just like a bunch oh, of stuff sure. to like refresh your sort of look. And then always free tampons, which is fucking Fill the awesome. bag. <laughs> it was one of the best things about working at High Times in the early days. They had like a box of tampons under the sink and all of the women who worked there were just like, yep. Hell yeah. <laughs> Especially with the luxury tax. Seriously. Cool. are expensive. Yeah. So. I, I would like the idea of a drip tip being added to the... Uh, What's in a dude's bathroom? Like gum? Coke. Just people doing coke. <laughs> gum and coke. <laughs> Mostly gum and coke. Great. There's coke in the women's bathroom too. Where where do you... Where have you done more coke in a bathroom? Where's the, where's the go-to... Is it a men's room or a women's room for cocaine? in a bathroom situation where is there i don't know i feel like a women's room is all stalls right yeah definitely okay you go, yeah you go into it at a time but, but, but then that's why the attendant there, is actually there for the most part in a lot of those nightclubs the attendant is there oh, to make sure that I you don't thought of that yeah that's actually a huge part of why they're there they're it's a just, bouncer they're a bathroom bouncer pretty much. They're, they're undercover bathroom bouncers yeah they're under yeah they're bathroom narcs <laughs> wow yeah sex and drugs yep don't go in there to have sex don't go in there to you know do your lines if you need to do cocaine figure it out but I don't wonder do if it you could here. i feel like i could give someone 50 dollars and then be able to do whatever i want in there oh 100 <laughs> which what a great yeah people do whatever they want anyway yeah but you know that person is ostensibly there to keep an eye on things i think i wouldn't i never thought of that what a crazy job yeah Man. yeah they're like they always were so patient and so kind and so nice and i was like yeah i guess you have to have that temperament to deal with these nightmares yeah when i was like 16 17 and we were sponsored my hockey team was sponsored by that strip club we used to always go to that to to, it like uh, i know this oh yeah what are you talking about well one of my first like traveling team that i was on we were sponsored by pts and diamond cabaret wow and so a lot of my um my high school years i spent a lot of time in like the vip and back at strip clubs hanging out with like strippers and men and the uh, coolest dude at the strip club because I kind of I don't know man you know when you're that age and you're horny as hell and you're also so out of your element hanging out with these dudes and then you have to do, go do math homework like it was all fucking weird but the bathroom attendant man he was a cool dude and sometimes I just like hung out with him and yeah. shot the shit with him because I didn't like getting like lap dances and stuff wow it was too much so intense also I had no money Right. You know what I mean? I was like a kid with no money hanging out back and not drinking. It, it was yeah. kind of lame. Like, titties are cool. I love, like, I love women. But <laughs> also, at a certain point, you're also like, man, I could, I, I kind of want to be playing video games right now. Yeah. 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 Jeez, I wish I had a fucking dollar to go play pinball. 
Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> hey, y'all. Quick, Miss <laughs> Pac-Man. Just like Miss Pac-Man in the corner and a and like a Mr. Pib or Dr. Pepper situation is like all I really want. There's got to be. I feel like in somewhere in the world there is a games arcade with strippers in it, and maybe not though because if no, because quarters. Yeah, well, loud too, but also like oh, if yeah. you're in a vi- yeah, and also if I were a, if I were a dancer, if I were an exotic dancer, I wouldn't want to dance in a games arcade because everyone's playing games. How rude! That would be so it's fucked. Like up. doing dinner theater. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was like, I'm not getting up on that stage while you're all eating fucking corned beef. Like, I'm not gonna do George Bernard Shaw for you while you get served. Like, you know, they're eating ribs, fucking like mashed potatoes. Yeah, no, not doing it. One of my favorite stories ever was one of my friends who was doing dinner theater and pooped his pants on stage. Huh. And yeah, it was a it was like a domino effect. It was a real disaster. On purpose? No, no, no. He didn't poop his pants on purpose. No, no. But when I met him, it was years later, and he would take an emodium before every single show. And I was like, "What's the deal with that?" And he was like, "Let me tell you a little story." Oh my! One God. time doing dinner theater. Yeah. He shit his pants on stage. Yeah, yeah, and a couple of people barfed. The whole thing just sounded like that's some that's some like 1980s (laughs) like comedy movie bullshit. I know. And then the nurse slipped on the puke and the like. This is a gross episode. We've talked about a lot of gross stuff, a lot of body stuff. Yeah, corporeal stuff. Yeah, yeah. You think it's because it's like the pandemic and we're facing our own mortality, so we're very um, occupied with like our body and our and the secretions that come out of them do i think that's our or what? yours oh sorry to project <laughs> clearly i'm projecting and pandemic projecting panjecting <laughs> yeah yeah cool. it sounds like you are i guess so that's okay you know wake up think about it go to bed think about it yeah think about it in the middle of the night yeah i had really crazy dreams the other night because i fell asleep listening to a murder podcast mary jane i know it was a bad idea I'm not gonna do that again yeah. I was trying to send myself to sleep with the soothing dulcet tones of uh, Georgia and Karen on My Favorite Murder. And I woke up from like the most hellacious, like living dead three <laughs> nightmare. And I was like, maybe don't smoke a joint and then put a murder podcast in your ears and try it and drift off. That's not the best idea. Maybe I should try waves. <laughs> maybe I should try some tincture. Uh huh. And some waves. <laughs> so I did, and it worked out better. So, yeah. So La Vida Verde mixed with waves was a better choice than uh, b- murder. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some La Vida Verde restore tincture, and um, eight hours of waves was the ticket. On <laughs> <laughs> a blunt to the dome and a bunch of murder fucking. Yeah. Oh, and then he cut her legs off or whatever. I was, but yeah, it was a bad story. Bad man, news. oh, man. Yeah. Um, we should wrap we this up. Let's do it. I got that curry bubbling. I got to go yeah. bubble some basmati and get the get it all going. Okay, this is great. Well, do you have a butt of the week this week? I do have a butt of the week. Do you? I do. Okay, do you want to go first or second? Second. All right. I have a butt of the week who I think just started listening to the podcast recently. His name is Don Hunger. He works with my sister at the Northwest Straits Foundation. And the Northwest Straits Foundation is just this amazing marine nonprofit. I actually... I'm not sure if it's a nonprofit. I might be speaking out of turn there, but it's a great... What's the name of it? The Northwest Straits Foundation. Okay. They're doing incredible work here in the Pacific Northwest with the Salish Sea, which is the the body of water that we're actually on, with all this cool stuff like um, kelp um, 
the health of the kelp forests and retrieval of derelict crab gear, all this cool stuff. And my sister works for the organization. She works with Don. He recently started listening to the podcast and I was like, that's so neat. It's just really cool to have like new people tuning in who are from different worlds. Yeah. And from the marine conservation world, especially is like so dear to my heart because of course my whole family, my dad, my sister, my grandmother, all, you know, biologists. And I was like, that's so neat. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Don and ask everyone if you can to follow the Northwest Straits Foundation on Instagram. I'd love to like see them grow their Instagram following a little more and have a bit of a bigger reach to talk about some of the cool work they're doing. Yeah. Well, as soon as you said the words crab derelict, Mm -hmm. derelict crab, derelict crab gear, I was Mm kind of like, Ooh, I don't really know what that is. And I, so maybe I'll go to their ID and check it out because I'd like to learn uh, now is the time to like just learn some shit, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, it's a great time to learn some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I started following some cool hashtags. Um, Salish Sea is a really cool one to follow, and Puget Sound. There's just like really neat stuff on IG about the orcas that live here and all sorts of amazing creatures, and it's just a really incredible um, world in in the water. That's awesome. Yeah. Also, great reminder to shake up your f- IG explore. Yeah. Uh, right now, mine is just dripping cheese and sneaker shoes. <laughs> Shake it up with some Puget Sound and uh, learning about yeah. the, like learning about where we're staying right now. And I the love Northwest that. Straits Foundation, just really quickly, they are um, N-W-S-T-R-A-I-T-S-F-N-D. It's a little unwieldy, but Northwest Straits Foundation, if you just plug that in. Show notes, right baby. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. My butt of the week this week is Ellen Crilly, friend of the show, um, if you listen to the Tender Friend podcast, which is also our friends, uh, Ellen and Michael smooch. And Ellen just recently became a certified personal trainer. And to me, oh man, anybody who starts something, anybody who falls in love with something and then finishes something and then gets to call themselves certified at something, what an accomplishment and what a disciplined, wonderful feeling whether it's in a pandemic or not. So congratulations, Ellen. Follow her on Instagram at Ellen Crilly, but it's C-R-I-L-L-Y-Y. Oh. Yeah. Okay. L's and Y's. And congrats. So there's just a really fun picture of her with her arms in the air celebrating a huge accomplishment and goal. Massive accomplishments. I'm so impressed. And I admire her so much for like taking this time to just do that. Yeah. Yeah. Setting a goal, following through, mm-hmm. executing at the best you can. Yep. Yeah. Come on, yo. Wow. Um, um, I got a burp. Okay. I'll do it with you. Okay. This is a great oh way to God. end. <laughs> it's this pample mousse. Oh, it's the La Croix. It's the La Croix. Yeah. I, get, I forget to yeah. breathe when I drink it. Yeah, and then you get the bubbles in your chest. We need... Oh, I almost invented water. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Before we go, did you decide what you want to smell like for other people? I think I would like to smell like an oil. Like there's something like an olive oil. Like like a light, fruity, almost like I I think about grease when I'm saying this, even Mm -hmm. though I've never been there. But just like a, a light, fruity olive oil to me sounds really pleasing subtle but also intoxicating in a way that you don't mind it all the time yeah i think that would be really amazing to smell like that yeah yeah that's a good one cool i dig it i want to smell like the sea you want to smell like oil archie smells like otter poop whoa and look at how we we're water and oil baby oh yeah (laughs) 
God, that's amazing. Wow. What a fucking button. That's why I like this podcast with you so much. That's so fucking fun. Water, oil, and poop. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for hanging with us, everyone. Follow us on Instagram at weedandgrub. Email us, wg at weedandgrub.com with any stories, questions, pictures, whisk pics, all the things. And please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We've just gotten a bunch more. And thank you for leaving those five-star reviews on iTunes. Keep them coming. Leave some delicious reviews. And we really appreciate it. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.